But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we'll use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Ole! It's a limit time time. Episode eight, 18, 18, episode of Lima Time Time. I'm James Yasko with your... Legal now. Huh? Just said it's legal now. Just fucking move on. Oh, <laughs> that's good. I like that. I ruined it. Um, with That's that's your, your favorite co-host, Patrick McClellan. Patrick, how are you doing? I'm all right. Good. I like giving you the I like giving you the short dead answer that gives you nothing to work with. I do this every week, and I, I don't know. I just break from it. I've started I'm doing great. I've started using the you know uh, in every single greeting, and it's not going over so well. I've alienated. No, no I. That's funny you say that, and I'll I'll get to my beautiful friends at Bravado Spice in a second. But I uh, I used it the other night, and this dude came back was like, "Do I?" And I was like, <laughs> like shut. Was, then I had to fucking fuck him up in an alley. <laughs> just a, but like, I, I, then I stopped saying it because it's like, no, you don't know. But I like to think that people. Anyway, know. all right, we are brought to you by Bravado Spice Company. They make the best hot sauces in the country. They're based out of the lovely city of Houston, Texas, which we all love in our hearts. That's right. Um, James, if you are listening, we need you to send a care package to our good friend Nick Mundy here. He's in Los Angeles while you are for your, uh, I think there's a hot, big hot sauce convention there that they're at. Um, but <laughs> uh, we're, I would implore you to send him free stuff. This is just, we control your company now. Yeah. So do we that. Hot Sauce Con. They're at Hot Sauce Con. Yeah, well, why wouldn't they be? Of course. Hot Sauce Con. Sponsored by Charmin. So, so yeah, so, <laughs> right. It, it depends on the amount, but it's the it's the best. They have so many good flavors. Um, I legitimately like it. I do. It's good. I wish I was lying. I wish I, I'd like to be able to lie I on would, a spot, you know. I no, would, but I would. I'm really not. I actually like the stuff, and I wear the gear they send, and, like, I rep Bravado Spy. So he did pick a different Pokemon Go team, which I'm a little bit upset about, but <laughs> I've already quit playing, so we, that's a whole different thing. I would sell so, uh, out. I would sell out so fast. Like if there was like, I mean, you could bring me like the if the NRA wanted to sponsor and give us like five grand, I'd be like, bring it. I'll, ooh, two, ooh, two. I don't know about that. Well, but that's a different. That's a whole. That's a, that's a whole different thing. I'm I'm going there, so I don't care. Just don't care anymore. So, <laughs> thank you, Bravado Spice. You you guys are wonderful. But definitely hook hook Nick up, and uh, we are very pleased to introduce to you. Our special guest for this evening, he's going to stick around the whole time. Uh, our, uh, our boy, our boy Robert Flores, who appeared in like episode six or something like that. He only stuck around for like 15, 20 minutes because he had some like hockey crap to talk about. Uh, but uh, our guest for tonight, you know him if you watch Comedy Central. You know him if you are good friends with The Rock. Um, he is your friend and ours. We called him the silent partner of Astro's Twitter last night. It is our pleasure to introduce to you... Your friend and ours, Nick Mundy. How you doing, Nick? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm huge fans. Uh, you're the uh, legitimately the only Astros podcast I can listen to for more than 20 minutes. Um, uh, it, you, you know, as someone in LA, you have to uh, you try to devour as much Astros talk as possible. They don't play. They don't play really well nationally. 
No. Or locally, for that matter. But um, so you try to get what you can, and you look for ta- you look for quality stuff, and that's why I come here. Uh, I'm a big fan, so end oh. of you guys personally. You're so, sweet. But then you guys unfortunately introduced me to what a- what is called Astros Twitter. <laughs> I've been on Twitter talking about the Astros, but most of the people who follow me are are big comedy and well nerds. They're just big old nerds. But like, so I've been exploring a little Astros Twitter, and um, it's a dark, I don't like it. It's a dark place. <laughs> I don't I've, care I've, for it. I think you'll warm up to it because there are some very, very. There's like a uh, James. You did a the episode that I was on vacation. You did an episode of a. You filled a baseball lineup up, and you probably could have done two teams of people yeah. that were worth a follow, that were intelligent, that understand okay. the game, that have decent. So there are and have self esteem. There, there are good people, and then there are people that know they're not comedians that don't try. That's my biggest problem with with some of the people on there. It's like I my, I don't need a tag from you. Like I I can I write jokes. Like I do this. Like I don't need a, a punchline. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, I don't mind sobering thought. I just don't like the crybabies. Like, yeah. and it reminds me of living in Houston, and 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 every time I go down there to see my family, Houston has the worst sports radio in the nation. Do you think uh, so? Yeah, it's real bad, and they're real dumb. They're just super dumb, and they just, like, lazy, and they don't care. And every person who – like, the last person I had call in, it was September. We had we were on that losing streak, and they were like, you know what? You got to fire Hinch, uh, <laughs> and you got to, like, man, see if Berkman's available. and he was dead serious and this is when Berkman was just came off of like trying to ban everyone from bathrooms Mm -hmm. yeah Um, like the worst part in Berkman it's like the worst chapter of Berkman's life it's just him just being a bigot and like out of the game it's like and I (laughs) love like I love Berkman with all of my heart and yeah that one good yeah no and it's uh, man like like I can forgive Jeff Bagwell for wearing Metallica roadie shirts when he gets has to get dressed up, but I can't. I can't forgive Berkman on that one. But no, I just feel like I don't know. Like I, I've been in LA for eleven, twelve years. I'm a huge Astros fan. There's a lot of good ones, but there's just a lot of terrible ones, and they're so like, okay, we hit the playoffs, and people were talking shit about the team when we made the playoffs last year after ten years, and I'm like. You dumb assholes. We're two years ahead of schedule. I'm glad they made it. Like there are things we can work on, and but like Jeff Luno and Jeff Luno, I trust. But these guys are just like they weren't around in 2011 when you know J.R. Tolls was our clean uh, our three hole hitter. <laughs> they weren't true or false. You know they weren't around. True or false? They weren't around. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, well, I, I guess I do. But uh, true or false? J.R. Tolls is actually Rockets' uh, great Chase Budinger. <laughs> like they look surprisingly alike. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll go back and have a drink, and you you can continue. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Sorry for my, sorry for me taking over the podcast and ranting. No, no. This, this is a good tirade. They, they need to hear this. Yeah. They need to hear this. Like, and and I saw it firsthand last night. Um, and I got pissed off because of the Altuve bunt attempt in the ninth oh, inning, God. which was a mistake. It was a mistake. But, okay, the guy that's an MVP candidate having one of the best seasons ever, your all-star, your perennial 
probably future Hall of Famer, and like he was getting lit up, like trade him. And I was just seeing what like it's it's such a reactionary place. And I don't know if that's just Twitter manufactured. Like that's just you're supposed to come with a hot take, and it's got to be black or white and polarizing type takes. But like, so Altuve tried to bunt. Big, sorry, today you went what he had fucking four hits and three REIs. Like, get, shut up. No, I mean, and I'm not saying we're Cardinals fans bad, oh. but, but but we're pretty goddamn bad, like, as a whole. Like, they're still not filling up that stadium. Like, what more do you guys want? We have a hot young team that is actually, for the first time, I feel like getting some national coverage. Way more than Bagwell and Biggio years. In oh, fact, I think, I think next year... We will, like, I think this generation will go down as the best Astros generation ever. Like, I feel, like, and, and, and we're just, we're just assholes about it. Remember when everyone wanted to fire Hinch? Yeah. I kind of did. Oh, you, uh, you you're. But I had, but I have different, re- it wasn't reactionary fire Hinch. I have, I just, I don't, I don't like the way he manages sometimes. I like Hinch a lot. And, um, yeah, I just don't like some of the way he, some of his moves and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on that. I'm not on there right now. Fire him. <laughs> yeah. But I just, there was just like, I, there, it was, it was valid reasoning and there was just, just different the way he messes with the lineup and tinker so much. There's no continuity. And, uh, and I was probably frustrated too. So maybe it was reactionary and I'm lying to you, but it wasn't just like flip out, sell that, sell the whole team. And let's, you know, let's turn this place into a parking lot type thing. It was in my head. It was rational. I'm, maybe I'm bad. Maybe I'm bad. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Luna and Hinch, they're going to run a fluid team, and like they're never going to have like a guy who's a DH guy. And it's good. Like, man, this next half of the season with Yuli and Bregman, it's going to get worse as far as like if that's a concern, like having positions locked down. See, I really. Uh, I really like that's what the, people can't grasp. And I'm so, James. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You haven't talked enough. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I this yeah. is what I do. I let the I let the funny dudes go off. Um, this is like this is a baseball take. I, what I was going to say is that I don't think that people that watch the game every day and that are used to a certain kind of baseball understand this style of the game of the the shift, the different lineups every night, the uh, playing for statistics. Oh, this guy hasn't played in a month. But he bets five thirty six against this pitcher, so he's playing tonight. It's it's a different kind of game now, and I and I feel like people are having a hard time adjusting to to that. I yeah, it's like no, go, go, for it. go, yes. go ahead, go ahead. No, but Jeff Luno, not every move has been great, but his great moves have been incredible. Like, let's trust the guy. Let's trust trust Hinch. We are playing out of our asses for two years. Let's let's keep this going. And and I think uh, two things because I th- I think you're right. And I think that the problem with with baseball in general and Astros fans in particular is that I don't I, I think there are two different eras of the of the Luno presidency or general manageracy or whatever however you want to however you want to phrase it. That you not have, like either of those. Uh, that they're both terrible. <laughs> you have you had the from when he came on up until last year when it was like holy crap this is actually working. You can't compare 2015 and 2016 to what happened from 2000 
12 up until 2000, you know, through the end of the 14th season. Like there two there were two distinct there were endpoints to both and and the point of the first two or three years of Luno's uh being in charge was about maximizing, you know, the guys that it was about maximizing trades and bringing in talent. This second part has has been about sort of building towards something. Like you can't compare the last year and a half of the of of the Astros and of Luno's uh, tenure to the first two years, like they they had two very different goals, um, and so right. and so that's that's my problem. The thing that I like about the DH is that typically you think of the DH as like the thirty six, thirty seven year old dude that can't play any position. Like big like, poppy, yeah, your David big poppy Ortiz. is the quintessential DH. Exactly. I really like the idea of using the DH as a way to. Um, give a guy like Altuve a little bit of a break to keep him fresh, or or maybe you slide Gaddis in there, maybe you slide Springer in there, the of using sort of a rolling DH to to keep a bat in the lineup without physically beating beating that player up in the field. And I think I don't I don't know enough about American League baseball history to to know if any other team has done that, but. But that seems really smart to me, and I I really like it. So so I'm sort of on board with you guys that give the you know it's that's a pretty smart way rather than than clog up you know and and obviously David Ortiz on the Astros would be incredible this year, but but that's not what they're going for. No, the rolling yeah. DH is has to be a, a newer thing. I I'm trying to I'm trying to think, and I don't know off the top of my head either. So I, I'm just making shit up. But I think that's a I mean, a true rolling DH where it's AJ Hinch, you know, just it's a spot start here for there. Here's your you're hitting DH tonight. Here's a rest, but you're going to hit. And it literally could be anybody at any time. And then you got Marwin Spires at any <laughs> position you want. You've just got so much depth and flexibility. And like the fucking Fresno Grizzlies are a professional baseball team. I mean, obviously, they literally are a professional baseball team. No, but that's I mean, a good- they are stocked with major league talent and they're like beating teams like 26 to 5 and shit i've i've seriously considered running a post on whether or not the 2016 grizzlies could is better than like the 2013 astros i believe they are oh, oh they are oh they are 100 100 and i i think this all comes down to like my main point is just enjoy the ride stop being cliche wieners because like <laughs> this is to the Astro, this is to Astros Twitter. Stop being wieners, man. Like enjoy it. Like have fun. Go to games. We're winning. People After love that day to day shit, though. They love that yeah. that that roller coaster ride. They like they thrive on it. And like baseball yeah. is the least likely sport to do that with. I get like football. You can freak out every week because you have sixteen games. So, yeah, so the Texans or whatever your team is fucking are terrible, freak out. But even with basketball, it's every night, oh, my God, the Rockets are a disaster. And, like, baseball is even more so. Like, you saw April was the worst, but they're doing it game by game. Yeah. Play by play, oh, no. pitch by pitch. I mean, Ken Giles is the worst, and now he's well, no, not. The, the wor- it's just the worst shut part up. Is none of these people were probably around in 2012. I think some it, of them were that, and that's what bothers me the oh, most. That, some oh, of these people are not getting smarter. And James, we talked about this once. I think that these people are watching every day, and they're somehow not getting a higher baseball IQ, and that baffles me. And I, I don't like know if you had this. to play the game a little bit, or just I I don't know. 
or just be a, I was a super fan and I played and I've just studied the game and I, I I don't know. I don't know if we're if we're all just wired differently. But like uh, these I people like- are watching every game and they're commenting on every play like it's do or die and it's just not. Sometimes a guy's not going to hit for a week. Oh, oh Altuve went 0 for 18 on a stretch this year. I feel like these are the same guys who thought Carlos Lee was the best free agent signing ever, and <laughs> and which Drayton McLean was the uh, on the team still. Okay, is, so is Carlos is Carlos Gomez the new Carlos Lee? The, Even though he hit a grand slam today, I love fucking Gogo. I, I and I love Carlos <laughs> Lee El Caballo. What a cool fucking nickname! He had a ranch in Texas. I love that guy, but he was he he was awful. I'm looking. Uh, I don't I'm, have. I'm looking at a bobblehead of Carlos Lee on a horse that I that I got. So, so like I want that right now. I can, I can send <laughs> it to you. Um, no, I think here's. I think it's okay. So I remember telling because when I started at the at the Hall of Fame, like I we were uh, a Yankees friend of mine that worked there that we were talking about baseball, and I remember saying after like the oh, I started in 06. after the 06 season, he was like, "What do you think the Astros are going to do?" And I was like, "Here's the thing." I was like, the Astros have been so good for so long, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a team like the Rays. And I don't know if that was just me being freaking stupid and not understanding what was happening, but but I think that a lot of Astros Twitter's insecurity comes from just how god-awful it was from 2009 till 2015, and it's just like a PTSD. Uh, just, that was the... But that was the plan, and that's what bothers me the most. Is like that was, and most of it was intentional. Well, most it, of it, it was. And if you, if, well, what ha- if you did game recaps of like the low A team every day, you could see like, okay, that's how I stayed sane. Like that, you, you know, the okay, well, this dude's hitting like three ninety and in low A, that's cool. Like you find, but if you if all you do is watch the major league team for three years, you saw like three hundred and eighteen losses or something like that. And I think <laughs> that there's just a distrust of of everything baseball with with people like that. And I sort of get it, but it I I want to say like, look, just take a wider angle view of this. Like it's going to be okay. I use the Detroit Tigers. They were my litmus. I don't know if that is the right thing to say there. The my litmus test. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Um the comparison. That's who I looked at cuz they were losing. They lost like what 115, 105. What was the number? It was yeah, it was like one. And they won the and they yeah, and then they won the World Series a few years later. Yeah. Like it can be done. You can buy, I mean you can cheat and buy a World Series. You can Florida Marlins it. <laughs> but no. we did it the right way and we're doing it the right way and uh, Luno has been very consistent and always mentioning core. And yeah. I, I love that these guys came up together, Springer and Correa, Altuve, all these guys like he it makes it sound like they want this core and they're going to build around it. And that's going to be our team for years. And if it's like that, then that's going to go back to the heyday of Bagwell Biggio and those guys and then surpass it. Just like Nick said, that this could be the golden era in Astros baseball. Because you can't beat right now those years, even with one pennant. Like, those were great. Even getting beat with the, by the Braves and the Padres and all that fun stuff. It, it was We were a winning baseball team for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean... I think we're doing it again, and like the, my biggest worry is losing Luna to a more like a team with a bigger budget down the road. That's my biggest worry. No, I, I think, think he's, he's in. I, I think, think he's like. I think he gets off on this. I think he gets off on it. I mean, I, I, 
I've been fortunate enough to meet him. He's a really cool guy. You can tell he's in. You can tell he just wants to beat the shit out of the Cardinals in the World Series. One day. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think he's in. I think yeah, like and it's exciting. And this week was exciting. And it, there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff. Like it's the ultimate GM project, right? Like so, like this is. I mean, if you're playing MLB the Show, like, and you can run like from a blank slate your team. He got the opportunity to do that, like sell all these guys, build all these prospects, and then bring them up and let's see what you can do with it on a limited budget, and then we're going to go in. And now the only question mark is how is ownership going to react? And obviously with the Guriel signing, it looks like they want to win now and they're planning for the future and not sacrificing anything. So I'm pretty pleased. All right, before before we get to that, because I, w- I want to kind of take things chronologically here. Uh, Shut up, James. All right. <laughs> um, Sorry, I don't know why. I just wanted to. I had to lighten up the mood. We're getting too baseball-y. <laughs> so, so Nick, um, can all right. So, so you're from Houston. Can you? I mean, the, there are probably people that if you retweet that you were on the show, they're gonna be like, "Wait, that dude's from." I don't know if they're gonna be like, "That dude's from Houston." Like, so, so talk about kind yeah, of your, I, talk about your Houston upbringing and like how you became an Astros fan and all that good stuff. I, I grew up in Houston for. We moved there. My family moved there from three. I grew up in Spring. Okay. Uh, I went to University of St. Thomas. Uh, if that place is still around, it is. Um, yeah, I went to college there. I left in '04, and I've been in L.A. pretty much ever since. Uh, but you know, I grew up in standard Spring Klein kid, football, baseball, and uh, you know, love the Astros, uh, which has even gotten stronger i think i've become a bigger fan almost as i in college and as i left i became i i basically left when they went on that 04 tear right so i haven't been able to enjoy it up close personally and now i'm missing this um so it's it's great uh my sacrifice is for us to win uh but as soon as i left that as soon as i left got the hell out of houston we started going on another tear Uh, and we got beltran i think we got beltran the week after i left um so yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. And the, idi- the idiots are booing right now, but they don't understand how great of a pickup that was and how amazing he was. No, that was incredible. Oh, he, he, he was, was the most I, incredible. I, that's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And we'll get back to your story, Nick. I didn't mean to interrupt you either. Oh no, um, no but just, that's one. Of, like I, I had season tickets, and I watching Beltron down the stretch, and then in the playoffs, I've never seen anything like that here. It ever. was it was frustrating. It was the most. I hated the team more than anything when Drayton cheapskated Beltran. And that Ooh, I don't I, is that what happened? Oh yeah, to me, yeah. He cheapskated. Yeah, he wouldn't give a no trade. Yeah, that's true. And that was the, see I but I thought it was some Scott Boris uh it was finag- never Scott finagling, finagling going around going around. Was, I don't know the true I never got the true story on it. it. Drayton didn't want to give him a no trade. Drayton didn't want to go over 100 million. And that's what caused Hunsinger to leave. Yes, uh, and that's that's what caused, and that was the that was the start of our downfall. But we was didn't that offer a arbit- good move? But was wasn't that a good move? Now hindsight, no. Ultron's done shit. No, Man. he got the Mets to the World Series single handedly in '06. Did he? I don't he remember had, that. Yeah, he got yeah he got banged up. up but I like I would rather had him than Carlos Lee. Yeah, true. And. <clears throat> And then also, we didn't offer arbitration to Kent that year, and we didn't sign any draft picks. So, 
that was the you know, down. That's what caused like the down, the Astros' downfall. But yeah, I'm a big fan, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I love the I love the team. There are two other Astros fans in Los Angeles that I talk to. Uh, my writing partner Clint Gage, and another gentleman, uh, comedy writer Michael Gordon, who's worked at Conan for 21 years, and he was the masturbating bear. So now you can <laughs> tell people that the masturbating bear. What the fuck? Is a huge Astros fan. <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, those we've had a 500 thread email. Yeah. No. So that's who I watch the Astros with. But uh, I know I love the team. Good core. Yeah, I love the team. Uh, it's fun to, you know, we're we're good. And like, you know, I've been getting shit for wearing Astros hats for the last ten years, and now people are like, okay. <laughs> also, the uniforms don't look like shit anymore, so that helps too. Oh yeah. Uh, so so who is your who is your who's on your I hate I hate the Mount Rushmore thing, but but who are uh, okay. who, who are your favorite Astros players of all time? Uh, you got to go Biggio Bagwell. Yeah, straight up. I grew up with them. Uh, you got to go Nolan. Yep. Uh, Nolan, Nolan Ryan. And uh, you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball out. I'm going to go. Uh, great, your favorite. Yeah, fair. You, well, the thing is, it was it used to be easy Berkman. Uh-huh. And, and that, that bathroom thing really fucked you up, didn't it? <laughs> oh, big time. Oh, big time. I, like, me, I, me too. Me too. Me too. We're, we're the liberal assholes of this show. <laughs> yeah, um, it really, uh, it really kind of uh, like he was all my passwords on my computer. Uh, <laughs> but still, though, man, what he did, like, and, and even the, the home run derby against Tejada. Come on, you gotta uh, give oh, it yeah. up, Bill. Uh, no, I'm gonna go Adam Everett. Adam Everett. Whoa. Still play? No, I'm just ah uh, fuck. <laughs> J.R. Richards. There you go. Yeah. All right, James. I'm gonna go you're- opposite Berkman. I like that. I like that. I res- and I respect you keeping him off for uh, your own values. I, I respect that <laughs> <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah. so James, who's your uh, who's your Mount Rushmore? My Mount Rushmore is Bagwell Biggio. Uh, I'll also go. Uh, I'll also go Nolan Ryan because the fact that all I wanted to do every single day was take a piss on Nolan Ryan's plaque at the Baseball Hall of Fame every single day because of that Rangers logo. Um, uh, so I'll go, but I'll go, I'll go Bagwell, Biggio, Ryan, and I'm going to throw, because it's part of my hashtag brand, I'm going to throw Dickie Thon on there. I think Oh, nice. that is, that is the, uh, and it started as a joke. And then the more I looked into it, I was like, holy crap, that's a absolutely freaking tragic story. And the Astros are an absolutely freaking tragic franchise. So, so it's perfect. <laughs> so have, um, have we talked about Vanessa Thon and how hot she is and how I know her and she's very attractive is his daughter no but we need to like now no i don't want to get too creepy or anything yeah this was back yeah she she lived down the street from one of my best friends and he was in love with her and always tried to date her but vanessa thon i think she went to saint agnes but oh man she was a 10 out of 10 see i'm from pasadena so that i don't i don't travel in saint yes i'm hanging out with me and matt albers and vanessa thon we're rolling around in my jeep oh i didn't have a jeep i just want to make it sound like i'm an asshole (laughs) you white privilege right just total white privilege (laughs) yeah yeah nick i went to uh i went to high school and hung out me and albers are boys and he's literally (laughs) like he's one of us he's one of the coolest fucking people on on earth Oh, very and, cool. Uh, That's good to know. Yeah, we need yeah. To, we so need to have need a, to know that he is. 
He is great. We need to have a, um, a four-way Skype call uh, that we record with with us three and Matt Albers, and just let him tell. Matt stories. Albers will be booked this off season. That is a promise that I will make. Sweet. He he lives here in the off season. He lives up in the woodlands. Um, so who's okay? Yours? So y'all both. So y'all both. So y'all went. Both had the same three out of four. So Nolan Bagwell Biggio. I obviously Bagwell Biggio is on mine. Um, shit. I want to be a con- not a contrarian, but I don't. I don't know what to do here. I'm going to go Mike Scott. I don't care if he scuffed the ball. Fuck you guys. Yeah. No, 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 I don't care. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I, I cheat <laughs> to win. That's how I play. That's right. Um, let's go Mike Scott. And I feel like we're – are we doing a disservice to the uh, – and I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go Necro. Damn. Deep dive. Right. All right. I don't know. But yeah. see, but the, the, I was, but see, I, Rushmore. The, the, it's tough because I have so many different levels. Like I loved, I loved Hunter Pence when he was here for the short time. Like Hunter Pence, I loved Michael Bourne. I loved fucking Willie Tavares. I loved these, like just fucking Billy Spires. Like these guys that, like the everyday guys. Oswald was close. Can I combine all of them into like a Megatron? <laughs> just, just the garbage. The trash, <laughs> the scrappy trash. No, they they all played hard, and do, I respected it. Do either of you follow? Bill Mor- no, we- Bert Berkman gets on my Mount Rushmore, but I do want the asterisks. Yeah. Do I? Because you- I yeah I did I didn't like how uh, I didn't like those comments either. But I'm not gonna hold that against his baseball career because he was a big inspiration for me, and I loved watching him play. Do either of you um, follow Morgan Ensberg on Twitter? I do. How do I you, like him a lot. How do you feel about his constant pumping up of Astros players, saying that like James Hoyt would be the best reliever on the Astros like right now? Like, how do you how do you feel about the the total like Morgan Ensberg is the Hawk Harrelson of of the Astros <laughs> organization? Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I think that's his job. Isn't that his like literally his job? Like, yes, she's like. Pump up for guy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. Chief, like, he's chief. He's chief Innsberg if it, of the club. Like that's his title. Yeah, that's so his last I, name. I think he's pumping up the guys. I think that's doing more. I think the whole thing's just to get the the uh, the fans, uh, not the fans. Well, the fans involved, but like pump up the guys. Like I think that's does he have? Thing. Yeah, does he have a a title or is he one of just one of the ambassador type guys that he's just like? No, getting, he does that. It, I'll, I'll pull it up. It's really it's weird. Like, it's like mindset coach or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's one of the psychological. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those just started happening. I forgot Innsberg was one of them. There's somebody else that's. Uh, I don't know if it's in St. Louis or somewhere else. We have another Astro somewhere that's that's doing that for somebody. I don't know. Glad I don't have any facts ready. Glad <laughs> I don't host a podcast in front of lots of people to listen to. I always have comedy to fall back on. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, like I slept in an alley last night. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, okay. So, Nick, if you could. So, all right. We've, we've talked about favorite Astros. We've talked about favorite Astros teams. Um, who do you hate? Yeah. Oh, well, the Cardinals. Okay. Valid. Yeah, let's just loop. Yeah, the Cardinals. Or, I mean, I still hate them. Like, and I have friends who are Cardinals out here, uh, Cardinals fans, and 
and so, like one guy stopped being my friend because I kept making fun of Cardinals. <laughs> Not even hate, hating Cardinals. I would just like literally post info that they did, like breaking into the, our computers, uh, their fans wearing swastikas to games. Like I wasn't trying to do anything, and then he just got he got so pissed he hasn't talked to me in two years. I mean, he's a piece of shit. Uh, so Obviously. Fuck uh, sorry yeah, for cussing. Was, okay, no, uh, no, you can curse a lot because yeah, I no, do it. Um, how good did you feel when, when? of course, obviously not that they were hacking us, that was terrible, but knowing that they were a bunch of pieces of shit. It was the greatest day of my life. It, it wasn't not because, oh, the most wholesome fans in baseball. They are what baseball is all about. This is a sacred ground. These St. Louis Cardinal fans, they're just, they are middle America, and they are just, they are, <laughs> they're I don't know why I did a weird kind of homosexual voice. No, I didn't no, mean that's, to do that. That's that how they wasn't all talk. intentional. Um, they are a cat. So Cardinal, I, apologize, I apologize for that. Um, that wasn't the the goal of that voice. It was more of just a mocking thing. Um, Cardinals, yeah. fans, Cardinals fans are a Counting Crow song, like personified. <laughs> no, uh, baseball's best fans is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Yes, uh, it's ba- it's basically just for those who don't know, it's basically uh, a guy just retweeting terrible things Cardinals fans say about their. Oh, I love it. And I love the hatred that it's like we're all unified behind the fact that they're just garbage. Like, that's just. <laughs> no, and then, like, since I live out in L.A. and I probably go to more Angels games than any Angels-Astros games, you know, I, I kind of hate the Angels, even though that's like hating Chili's. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're the Chili's of baseball. <laughs> they really are. And they're, they're, um, in, ba- and they're in bad shape. Oh, they're, they're, they have like the worst farm system in the league. They are not good now. They are in a. I, I love seeing that. And uh, Anaheim's just a bad place. Oh, Mike Trout. It, the Angels are Mike Trout and eight dudes, and and nothing coming up behind them. It's great. They need to trade Mike Trout so bad. Yes. What would you give up for Mike Trout right now? Uh, realistically, what would you give up for Mike Trout? And Bregman probably has to be in that conversation. No, I would I would probably give up Bregman, Martez, yep, and Kyle Tucker, among and a couple others. And then what? Some pro talent like Valbuena or uh, uh, yeah, you could throw in whatever or uh, McCullers. I don't want to give up McCullers, but like this is Mike Trout we're talking about, a bona fide best player yeah, in the league, yeah, superstar. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably do it. I'd you got to give up your best prospect. You got to give up a major league good talent, and you got to give up a couple other guys that might be good as well. Yeah, if the Angels were smart, they would do it. I don't know if like I don't know if we need to, but I think that they want that. They're so because they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, yeah. so I feel like they have to do that that marketing thing, and that's holding them back. Otherwise, I think moving Trout would be a very smart move, and then rebuild your fucking. Your farm system. The irony is, no one in Los Angeles even knows the Anaheim Angels are a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Anaheim. Poor Anaheim. Like I only know them as it's a mall. mall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, a, it's a mall. You got to, with Disneyland's there, right? It, uh, Anaheim is basically the Arlington of California, <laughs> and I mean, and I mean that with all the distaste I have in my soul. Well, see, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge hockey fan, so I'm a big LA Kings fan, and that's my okay. team. So the 
Anaheim Ducks, like Anaheim got their just due with the Ducks, like they got their name there. And like I feel like they just get shit on for being the like the California Angels was cool. Then they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and like they get to be the Anaheim Ducks. And like I I do respect that they finally got like a team. But I hate those guys, obviously, because I'm a Kings fan. But yeah, I don't even know it's what I'm like, talking about to be honest. With it's you. like it's like if the Woodlands had a you know major franchise. That's a good point. That's a real good point. So, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, what I was trying. I was trying to explain to them. Like, we have a, a, a good buddy of ours that's on uh, one of the good ones on Astros. Tw- well, actually, it's a de- very controversial person on Astros <laughs> Twitter. DK DeBerry is out in Anaheim, and he was hitting me up for places to go. Um, and he was staying out on that side, and I was. He was like, "Is it really as far from Hollywood to like to like Houston to Beaumont?" And I was like, "Time wise, yeah." But it's only twenty six miles. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna take it's it's a two hour drive. It's a two hour drive, but it's yeah, it's it's under thirty miles. So have fun on that one. But uh, I don't know. So that's it. That's where Anaheim is. Fuck Anaheim. So <laughs> all right. So what else you got, James? Let's move this along. I don't I, I don't know what I'm doing here. No, so, well, screw Arlington and screw Los Angeles and all of that. Or terrible <laughs> places. At least Anaheim. So, but sort of alluded to it. Earlier, um, apparently the cheating ass scouting director for the Cardinals gets uh, sentenced to some sort of penalty tomorrow. Um, it's been we pushed, watch. It's been pushed back like three months. I mean, they were supposed to do it, and I think there's like because I hate everything about like the organization of Major League Baseball. I think they waited intentionally or had it pushed back until after this year's draft. Like, what do you to assess a penalty to the Cardinals? What do you think? is an acceptable form of compensation for the Astros coming from the Cardinals for cheating into their system? That's a really good question, and it's funny because you sent me the uh, the show notes, and I still don't have an answer for you. I don't know. We deserve what, something, right? So I, Here's the thing. I don't know if – well, okay, let's – when the Patriots had Spygate, did the Jets get a pick? Did they? No, I don't think so. I don't think no. the Astros will get anything out of this. I think I think the Cardinals will lose a bunch of draft picks. It would be cool if we got them. I just don't see it, that actually happening. But it would be cool if it did. And if it did, we should get their next three first-round draft picks. And then, like, we can get um, – who could we get to issue a, uh, a personal apology to us? Um, I'd like to get – let me think. Uh, I wish Larusa was there. Yeah. Who? Okay. Yeah. He'd yeah, be one of Zodiac. them. Uh, Pujols would be another. He's not there. Um, oh, Scott Rowland. <laughs> Scott Rowland would be on that list. And Jim then Edmonds. Uh, Jim, Jim Edmonds. Jim, Jim Edmonds. Edmonds and Jim fucking Edmonds. Those guys. I'd like them to get on a podium, and I'd like them to just apologize directly to the Houston Astros. And and but have, yeah, I think th- have the have the phrase and yeah. Nelly and fucking Nelly just because. <laughs> Have the have them say Houston is the superior franchise. You have the better fans in baseball, knowing it's a lie. But whatever. Yeah, the arch is dumb. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the gateway to anything, you idiot. Like just just berate their own city. Yeah. Um, but I think they should all, they should all go to jail essentially. Yeah, 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 and also prison time. Yes, I would like to. So back in like, and I wrote a thing when I was feeling. 
it was in the dark days of the Astros, and I was just looking for something to write about. Um, the the back in like two thousand one, the Astros had a better re- the Astros and Cardinals tied with like a ninety three and sixty nine record. Nice and. Yeah. But but the Astros went like nine and seven <laughs> against the Cardinals, and the Cardinals proclaimed themselves like co NL Central champions. Oh, fuck them for that! Oh, I just got re mad about that. So I would like I would like the if 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 the Astros don't get any draft picks or any kind of future compensation, I would like the Cardinals to withdraw their claim to the co champion for the two thousand one season. I that is a hundred percent the correct answer. We cannot top that, and I would like to start a Twitter campaign. <laughs> and um, I'm dead serious. I'm mad, but I'm in. Yeah, those co champion. Remember how much bullshit that was? Well, it, it didn't come. I mean, it was even like like the, I mean, it was sort of like a, they had the same record, and then like the tiebreaker there, was you go head to head, and the Astros there, won that yeah. se- won that season series nine seven. Everybody just let them do it. And yeah, the next year they were like, uh, like all of a sudden on their media guide, it was like 2001 NL Central co-champions. Everyone was like, what the hell? They, have a ba- they had a banner up or a yeah. flag or whatever the shit they do. I don't know. I'm, I don't pay attention to the to New Bush Stadium. No. I only pay attention to New Bush. Got him. What a sick joke <laughs> online that was. Uh, so, so that's what I want. That's what, that's what I want to see. That's the compensation I'm looking for. So. That's the answer that I wish I would have given without you having the chance to say that because it would have looked awesome. <laughs> or we just set them on fire. So perfect. Yeah, or we, we just set the place on fire. Just burn them down. Yeah, we can just end them. Like they have to play in Branson. <laughs> they're not. They're no longer the Cardinals. They're the Browns. So they're the, they have to go back to the St. Louis Browns. That'd be all right. So I don't. I just hate them. That uh, I think a lot of their fans would hate that. Which yeah, is what great. I'm after. <laughs> All right, so people. So again, we've kind of touched on this. We've touched on this already in the show, but but with the signing of Yulieski Guriel, uh, I stayed up to like twelve thirty because my wife fell asleep uh, on the couch. Damn, uh, chill out, man. We needed you to calm down. No, yeah, I know. Twelve thirty. Be dude, careful, dude. That's my daughter wakes up at seven o'clock. I know. No matter what, I know. Um, I just don't want you partying too hard. Like she needs a father. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like tired. a, a like, father that's present, not you just writing your blogs while she begs for your attention. That's right. She's like, "Daddy, play with me." Like, no, I'm talking about Yulieski Guri. No, no, um, I've got to write the war on. The 1979 Pirates. Um. <laughs> that was a good team. That was a good team. Uh, has so so. What should be made of the Astros signing Yulieski Guriel? We All are star. in this. We right. are in this to win it. We yep. want to win, and we are going to make smart moves to do it. And this is probably the best offensive trade we could have made. Uh, like the year. I mean, we're, we're in it. We're like we're raising like the payroll. We're we're doing this. Is like this could go down as the best free agent signing of Luna's astral career. I see. I completely agree. And people don't understand that Guriel has been widely widely regarded as the best player in the world, not in the major leagues. Um, I mean, Luno even said he saw him at a tournament in I think Amsterdam or something and. When he was 22, and he was 
by far the best player in the world. He struck out three times last year. Like, this guy is major league ready. He's a leader coming in. He's 32 years old. That's prime baseball age. So we're bringing in a a guy that can play multiple positions. And also, the the bonus is his younger brother, who is a very high prospect. And this makes this destination much better spot for his uh, younger brother. And that's just kind of an add-on. That's not even, that has nothing to do with this. I just think that's a cool little, uh, why wouldn't his brother come here? Yeah, and if this is a start of like the Cuban invasion for the Astros, I'm all into it, you know? Yeah, and then we're, and, and like they're loyal people and like they're, they're going to come here. And then, and they're the best baseball players. I mean, besides what Venezuela, Dominican, Dominican. I mean, they're they're all Dominican, good. Venezuela, Cuba, Japan. That's it. And then the rest, of you got like random guys here and there. But like, do you know how many guys in Cuba? We don't even. I mean, there's just these. He's been the regarded as the best player in the world, the number one prospect, international prospect for years. And he's still hit. He's still producing. And like Cuban Cuban League baseball isn't it's not winter ball, it's not Canadian football. Like these guys can play. It's not even the Japanese league. That's true. So well, I, think, he I think he needs to be taken very, very seriously and that he's gonna come up and contribute. And he should be expected know. to. Was that too long of a diatribe? Do y'all hate me? No, that no, was good. No, I I could no, I think this is um, it's a game changer. I think for you know, I think it's for, for the Astros as an organization, and I think it. Um, you know, hold on, just lost my headphone feed. The the, the, uh, the thing that that I keep coming back to is that the Astros have a have a core of Latin players that can look to a guy like Guriel, who's sort of a little bit older, he's not, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's, I, and I don't know, maybe Carlos Gomez is this guy, that he's sort of a rock for, for the Latin players on the team. But also, what if it's a, a, a gambit to sign his apparently immensely talented 10 years younger brother, Lourdes Guriel, that, that this is all sort of a package deal, that this, this, could, this could be one of the more genius moves of... That's what I'm saying! Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh well, I was going to the bathroom, so I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't? You didn't hear? That's what I just said. No, I didn't hear that. I went. To, I okay. I, well, then just know I'm very smart and thought the same thing. We've done Same this. Yeah, we've done, dot com. We've done this long enough that I knew when you were on a roll, so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was like the bonus point of the whole thing was that his younger brother has to be tied into this. Well, um, at least that's genius. At at some point, it, it is, and he's that good. And everyone's scared of this, like this move, like what it does to the, the team, and and oh, where does Brandon play? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's, it's exciting. Like before, like remember the Onion article where uh, they said Astros might not be able to field nine players, thinking of <laughs> using a dog in center, which is still one of my favorite Onion articles it, ever. Yeah, that was that was I, it hurt. It cut to the core of me, but a good core uh, of me. But um. Like this is this is a game changer, and like 
who cares where like and and everyone automatically thinks Bregman's going to get traded because of this. How uncreative are you where you can't figure out like like Bregman can play. I mean, we're getting to Bregman, but like Bregman can play left field next year. I mean, Yuri Yearly can play left field. I mean, we're going to switch out the DH. They, they both play multiple positions and they both said they're willing to play anywhere. So like I don't know why people lock guys in. It's I I, I don't get it either. And it's it's almost I mean, funny. I mean, if you're worried, if you're a huge Evan Gaddis fan, Rasmus and Gomez, they might play less. That that might be the biggest change. I'm a big Rasmus guy. I, I want them to re-sign him. But now this changes stuff. But I, I like Rasmus for very different reasons. I, I I think he's got potential to be great. But we've we've dubbed him the Possum King. <laughs> um, because we we've created a whole lore around him yeah. and that and his compound in in Georgia or Alabama wherever I think it's Georgia, like right on the border. <laughs> but um, that like he just has all these possums that controls. So like when I go on the radio in Louisiana, uh, this certain station, my intro music is Possum King by the Toadies, and it's awesome. <laughs> So it's become a hashtag, and like we love him, and he just we make up stories about him on the. He's just like, hey, I'm Kobe Rasmus. I got possums, you know. <laughs> no, oh yeah, so, no. It's like uh, we what we do is like, hey, you want to see my knife collection? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. I got, like I got a new I got it. Hey, Paul said this from the Civil War. I don't know if it is or not, but I got it. You know, Julie Morales is scared. You just yeah, know that you just know that Rasmus has like some sort of like. I'm not saying he doesn't have a Nazi collection, but he's got like one like 1940s era German knife like in his collection somewhere. And it's enough to make you like question like should you have another drink of his moonshine, but you want to see it anyway. Like that's that's who Colby, that's who he is. Col- Colby Rasmus could be Chris Carter from uh, American Beauty in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love him, but and for all the same like folklore reasons. But he's been terrible since May first, and and I don't think, I mean, so let so let's let's just assume that that Gomez is gone, and let's assume that Rasmus is gone. Okay, Gomez is gone. Gomez That's is all, definitely. Can we can we agree on that? Gomez is gone. I think I oh, think yeah. I think I think both are both are definitely gone next year. So now. Okay, go ahead. Even if Sorry. you if you off if you if you hold on to Valbuena because he's been lights out for a, for over two months now, you can Ooh, two whole months. Well, it, well, yeah, and and that's the thing. I wrote up a big thing last night and and said that Valbuena it's a, it's a has, great article. He's been a he's been the player that that he's never been before for the last like ten weeks. So, do you believe that, or do you believe the previous eight years of his major league career? Even if even if he proves to be sort of this this nine seventy OPS guy, you could sure. ostensibly let Rasmus ooh, walk, ooh. give Valbuena the qualifying offer, and and their salaries just sort of offset. And and I think what we're forgetting is that nine million dollars for Guriel over the next you know over the four and a half years, or or I guess it's it's closer to ten million, whatever. In, yeah. ba- in baseball, it's right around. In baseball, that's not a lot of money. Nothing. No. It's nothing. That's why it's the deal of the century, in my opinion. <laughs> Especially yeah, if he's our starting third base. Yeah, and he's 32. So I'm expecting him to come up and immediately contribute. And then 
give us the prime years of his. I mean, because he's been playing forever. So this, like, he's gonna come. I'm just very excited about it. All right. Well, let's 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 talk this year. Let's talk. I mean, because next year there could be a lot of opens and it's a lot easier. But like in a month, both Bregman and Yuli are probably going to be up, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Who gets sent down? What's the lineup? Well, see with the expanded sorry, roster. Sorry, with the podcast. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm talking pre-call up because I'm talking playoffs. I'm thinking playoffs. So, like the like, I think they're going to get called up before the um, September call up. See, I oh, think yeah. Bre- Bregman will be up. I believe August first, in my opinion. See, I think if if I remember, this is all uh, the playoff rosters are so. It's been such a long time since I've had to think about this. Um, I think if you're going to make the playoff roster, when do you have to be on the, the active? Is it August 1st you have to be on the active roster? Look, no, it's about September, I think before September 1st. It, okay, so it's before uh, September 1st. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Well, I think I think pushing Guriel to, you know, they're talking early August. Because, I mean, yeah. he's 32, yes, and he's been playing baseball his entire life, but he hasn't played he's been training in Miami but he hasn't played this year so I totally understand like throw him to Corpus let the Corpus fans you know that the Astros own and would like to make yep. money off you know throw a bone to your minor league affiliates. and then go to Fresno, go to and Fresno. Then do, the, do the normal thing up and uh and also there's visa stuff that does have a time frame that I mean Luno alluded to this that it it's gonna be a minute but their goal is to have him up with the club as soon as they can and early, I think it's the latest in a month like, yeah. uh, like for both of them. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say be, beginning to mid-August, too. I think by the Ides of August, <laughs> uh, Bregman and Yuli are are on the team. I, and, like, this is what I was thinking. So this is this is what I'm thinking. You have Springer leadoff, which I love. You have Bregman second playing, you know, third, left, DH. DH. Those, yeah. that, that little triad. And then... Yeah, exactly. You got Altuve hitting third. You got Correa hitting fourth. I think we all like that. You got Valbuena hitting fifth, probably playing first base DH. Um, you got Erasmus. No, you got Yuli hitting sixth. Oh, see, yeah, see. You got Yuli hitting sixth. Again, left field, first base DH. Um, I, I, they never said he plays first, but I'm sure he could play first. Um Everybody can play first. Everybody can be taught to play first. That's the thing people always forget is that first is it's. Yeah. I'm not saying to be a great first baseman, but literally anybody can play first. And then you get this is where it gets a little tricky. So that's he's playing seventh, and then you got Marwin. Wait, no, you got okay. So Damn. so you're missing. So yeah, so Rasmus, Rasmus Gomez, center field platoon. No, you okay? So you have seven. You have Gaddis. Castro, I think you give more starts to Gaddis. I know that's crazy. At least until the playoffs. You give more starts to Gaddis because he's not going to be playing DH as much. And to have a big that, bat at seven. Yeah, I think, that's the t- I think that's the tough question is that Castro's been serviceable enough to earn his spot. And then, but I, I agree with you. I think, I don't know, that's, t- that's, that's a tough one. And then that's I where think- the tough choices come in is, is when, you're, when you're narrowing it down like that. And then I think you have hitting eight. You have Erasmus Gomez center field platoon. So do kind of like a wraparound thing to where it's not like your traditional one through nine. Your eight spots of shit. It's like a wraparound thing where Springer's driving in these guys. Yeah, yeah have totally. power to yeah. drive in. So it's like this super lineup can, that goes all the way down. Because I I see Yuli playing DH more. I see Bregman playing third, and I see 
Marwin playing left at nine. Mar- Marwin can play anywhere we want him to. That's the beauty of this. Yeah, yeah, and then you have the at nine. You have left field at nine, and I think that's the way to. Ma- now the one person that like I, I think Reed gets sent down. Yep. I think Reed for this year. I think Marisnik gets sent down. Um, I think those are, and Worth gets sent down, and you know who I'd pick up because. I don't think Rasmus and Gomez are going to be playing, so they can play defense. Is you bring up Tucker? To what about spots. Musgrove? What about Musgrove? Well, yeah, Musgrove, I, the pitching. It just depends what they do with the trade deadline. I think we, yeah. if, we if we had this conversation after the trade, a, trade deadline, then it'd be a lot clearer. Yeah, but I think that's pitching's a little tougher. But I have a feeling we're going to be trading Nishak and possibly Feldman. Although I would probably prefer. Trade fires if you can. Now you're a big Feldman uh, but, fan, Nick. Um, but between the two, just so you know, fires is cool. Feldman's a square. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Feldman. Okay, like we talked about this. The, the, there's a question coming up, and might as well bring it up now. Who's the best Astros starting pitcher? Yeah. Um, Doug Fister. Fister is probably. We'll see how the rest of the year goes. I'm worried about him. Um, I think Feldman is the. I think the second best pitcher so far this year wow uh not I, would, bullpen, I don't know about that not bullpen but like he's been he's gotten some big big what about, big what about michael felice felice has been no felice great too felice is great i think like those are the top three but like i would rather not get rid of feldman i just have this weird feeling he's gonna like probably play august like he's this veteran that i want on the team i don't know why Hey, gut feelings sometimes lead to greatness. Okay, yeah. so how do you feel about Devo? Because I feel like Davinsky awesome. still wants to be a starting pitcher, and I yeah. feel like he has the stuff that there that this is just a kind of a stopgap type thing right now. He, and I'm he, not sure how the team feels about him, but I feel I like I'm I big on Davinsky. He will be a starting pitcher next year. You think so? Yeah, I think I think next year he's starting. Uh, I think Feliz might start next year. I don't know. I don't know what to do with there's Feliz. So, that, there's so much depth and awesomeness. Oh, yeah. like, that's why I'm so excited about this team, and that's why I get mad at Astros Twitter. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, because the, like, the, dumb, the dumb parts. Like I, I, have to, I have to clarify because there are great parts of Astros Twitter. Because we could trade for Chris knowledgeable. Archer, but is he going to be better than Musgrove? That's, what I, that's my prospect attachment. I wish syndrome. we would have already known. I, I, how... James, how long have we been asking for at least Musgrove to give a shot? Well, yeah, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, we're the most underrated part about this team is how right. healthy we are, and like, you got to give so much credit to like the Astros staff because we like just in normal playing, like, oh, we thought we'd probably see Musgrove up. We thought Balbuena would probably get hurt. Someone would get hurt. We've had like two DL stints. Yeah. And that's and, and is that a, a a that's one of those it goes back to Luno and that piggyback thing that I don't know if they just draft healthy dudes or or if if there was something to the idea that you're not gonna throw a whole lot um, in the minors because we're trying to protect your arm and trying to manage your innings that that it's totally paid off because there hasn't been the Tommy John uh, plague around the Astros like there has been around other other teams that sort of approach things more traditionally. By the way, fuck you, Brady Aiken. And yeah, I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Bregman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Aiken, um, Aiken no. led to Bregman. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, best trade. Our best trades are total non-trades. That's true. Our best trades are total non-trades is like the quote of the city. Like, we should make t-shirts. Yeah. Um, because, like, look, I'll, like, even if we do get rid of Feldman, I just want to get it for, like, okay, let Luna pick the best, like, single-A prospects. Like, get rid of Nishak for a prospect. I mean, because, I, yeah, I would bring up Musgrove and Hoyt. I would trade, essentially, Feldman and – or Fires. What if you just and- DFA them? Just fucking yeah. send him down. Oh, no, Someone's going to take – oh, the Dodgers would take Feldman in a heartbeat. There's, yeah, and yeah. Everyone needs relief pitching, there's, you know, so we don't have to. There's going to be some team that would – Yeah, it's going to be the Rangers, and they're going to fucking haunt us, and that's the last thing I want to ever – We're not going to do that. Okay, so to, to get away from this for just one second, can we – and this isn't assured by any means, but can we all agree that the Rangers are going to implode – and that like they already are, but like they're just not good. Hey, I, I'll, I'm a big hubris guy, so let's be careful because in a week we have a hell of a stretch. Oh, I'm I'm just saying. I'm, I'm talking about the Rangers alone, just the Rangers. <laughs> we 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 play them in September. It'll all come down to that. Um, I have enough lapsed Catholic guilt where I think they're going to do great. <laughs> yeah, I have, this, I have the same amount of Catholic guilt. But, I'm church, um, I'm church of Christ I, I, guilt. But I really, I truly believe we have the best roster in the american league west yes the seattle has some power without any bias like i i believe that well especially with bregman and yuli you know what we do with it i feel like we're gonna we're not done i feel like the deadline something's up or do you think we are done you think yuli was it what do you think james no i don't i don't think that's it i think you know the 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 three weeks that they've given uh yuli to to acclimate to american pitching or whatever they're doing i think that is sort of you know because that extends a week past the trading deadline so that gives them time to sort of explore what they'd get for someone like valbuena um so no i think I th- I, th- I think that the signing it's a perfect signing because not only would it lead to his younger brother, but it gives them a chance to see okay what teams that are within striking distance of a playoff spot really need a third baseman and what are they willing to part with for a guy like Valbuena who may or may not be expendable. And so you're thinking like you're thinking like the Mets might just. Give us the fucking bank. If if for they if they throw if, if, if they, they throw, would yeah if they throw Zach Wheeler the Astros way then I'd pull the trigger Uh-oh. on that. So in a second, in a second, they would have done it for Carlos Gomez last year. I mean, they almost did, except for the Mets and their Ponzi scheme ass franchise. <laughs> um, it's just a but do you think? But do you think we're going to like go after? Like where we're trading like four prospects for Archer. I I don't want to be, but I think that we're I think we're going to try to steal them. I mean, you know, I I think the problem is that that with that I'm so I have such a, a an acute case of prospect attachment syndrome that like there's a part of me that thinks like look you can have more than nine good players on a team. And I think that's what a lot of Astros Twitter forgets. But but you need some depth. There is so much depth that the right package, and I don't know what the right package is to get someone like Archer. But let's not 
let's let's be clear that Chris Archer has far more ma- major a, a established major league experience and excellence than someone like Joe Musgrove, who I love like a brother and a whore. Like I that, that a I, brother and a whore. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. I regret that. Um, no, no, no. It makes no. It it does make sense, and I I think that people need to and and even I'm glad you said it because of your your attachment to prospects and whatever diagnosis you've given yourself. Um, Chris well, Archer is a is a major league pitcher that and, can come in and dominate a game. And that will take you in the, to the playoffs and win games. And I think so. Musgrove, as great as he's been, is, is still question mark, question mark, question mark. And sometimes you're going to lose on that and still win on what you got out of it. So uh, that's the reason we stacked our our farm system was to be able to do things like this. And now we're in that time, so we need to be able to embrace the fact that we're going to give up guys that we may love or, or had high hopes for, but if it means win pennants, win rings, I don't give a fuck if John Cena comes and pitches for us. It does <laughs> be, not matter. That'd be I, pretty great. But and I only also, said that because he's in my who to follow queue right now. And I read that. So that wasn't as cool as it, <laughs> it sounded. But I, I think it also comes down to if I Musgrove could be as good as Archer. Like and you don't need to trade. Like, like I have no problem trading. Of course, I have no problem trading. I just like this year's a weird thing where like we can sell and promote and like we don't have to be as be just as good. Like you know we're not we're not the Rangers who have no starting pitcher depth or yeah. bullpen depth. How are they good? Yeah, I we're not care. the Rangers at all. Yeah, um, fuck them. We're not even us last year. Like yeah, no. it would be great to have an ace. There's no ace available. I think if there was an ace out there. Then I think we'd be like, okay, probably saying goodbye to like our top five prospects. That's true, right? Um, and yeah, yeah. When we hypothetically did the Chris Sale thing, um, James immediately said, "Well, hey, the the yeah, Sox are, yeah. are, are two games. You listen, they're two games over." And like, I immediately poo pooed that. Was like, "Well, that's a wrap on that. They're in it." Yeah, that 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 was the only guy. I mean, if Kershaw was all of a sudden available, then like, and Ar- he- but Archer very he absolutely sews up this rotation and i don't think it's necessarily needed but i would like it just to change up it depends it just depends the deal it depends on the deal i think we need uh, to, i think we need to stop thinking because there's sort of a little brother syndrome here with the astros and rangers yeah. because they've beaten the piss out of us for so long no no but, fuck them well yeah but yeah, yeah. the little the little brother grew up a little bit and i'm ready to punch the, the big brother in the face but but i think like dunk on them in a pickup game in the driveway we not, when they weren't ready we not that, the big that's brother. what i'm about to do to the big brother no that, uh-uh. no, oh, uh, me, we're the big brother hang on you're the big brother i 100 percent agree uh, well all right so let me let me finish the the there was there was a, right, a about a 10 year <laughs> i'm gonna let you finish there there was like a 10 year phase where a an an acquisition by the Red Sox or Yankees meant that the other side didn't get that player, and I think there that that the Astros and Rangers are sort of in that late '90s, early 2000s phase with the Red Sox and Yankees. That if the Astros trade for Chris Archer, 
boom, that's awesome. But it, it not only does it help the Astros, but it means the Rangers didn't trade for Chris Archer. And I think Good. that there is sort of a checkmate standpoint to, to the Astros and Rangers are two of the best teams in the American League. And and yeah, there's a couple other teams that are in the mix there as well. But but getting a player means that the Rangers don't get that player. And I think I, I, I kind of want the Astros to go in that direction. Like the Rangers picking up Cole Hamels meant that the Astros didn't, and that hurt the Astros down the stretch. It was a cock, it was a cock block. Well, he's a prick, and and he's <laughs> so, and and that needs yeah, to that, be yeah, literal, a literal cock block. I'm I'm being serious. Yeah, no, he's he's a terrible person, and I hope he gets chlamydia. And I hate him so much. I hate his just his whole bone structure. Like I hate his chin. I hate his high cheekbones. Yeah, just <laughs> oh god, he's the worst. I no, I, I, I loathe him a lot. Yeah, but, like, you know, I think the Rangers are getting Matt Moore, and I'm like, cool, get him. Get rid of your prospects, because that's just going to screw you in the next year. Um, like, I'm pumped about, like, I don't know, I don't think they're after Archer. I think they're after Matt Moore and, like, the lower guys, because I think the Rangers' farm system is kind of overrated. I don't uh, even, how, what's the, James, do you have any idea what the, the Rangers' rankings are? Farm system-wise? I don't, but they've got a ton of dudes. You know, I mean, they they could trade from depth, and I think Rangers fans, because they're morally bankrupt, are are <laughs> more willing to. Like I talked to my, I hung out with my brother in law in San Antonio, and neither of us are from San Antonio. We were both randomly there. Like Wednesday was this night. before or after you prayed to Satan? <laughs> well, I mean, it was my brother in law, so it's my wife's brother. I can't. That doesn't mean he wouldn't pray to Satan. I mean, I he mean, might you can still love your family despite their, uh, satanic, their downfall, satanic tendencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. He yeah. he mentioned that he is he is and he talked about like trading back back in whatever year it was the the Rangers trading for like Koji Yuhara, which sent Chris Davis to Baltimore, I think. And he was like, I'd do that again in a heartbeat because it meant we went to the World Series. And I don't think Astros fans are there yet. Like, there's always the J.D. Martinez, the ghost of J.D. Martinez. There's always the ghost of Who Brady. Who gives a shit? So he yeah, rakes no. a little bit in Detroit. Like, that, I don't understand that either. Yeah, I don't and, and, and that's, and, and Nick, that you touched on a, per- like, I don't think we have dumb fans. I just don't think that they no, they're, look, they're, they're, they, they're, they look they're, they're, up, it's, it's a microcosm rather than a macrocosm view of what we're doing. Yeah, I, th- I think we don't have balls. I think, I think <laughs> or that, that that too. Yeah, I, I think it just too. comes down to. Uh, it, it, to me, it comes down to is like, you know, people are bitching about the cashmere trade and I, I and the fires Gomez trade, it was bad. but those were I I thought those fires they went pit, for it. Yeah, but I I still think the fires trade would, helped us win last year. Oh, I know. I agree. We've talked about this a lot. Like I, it, we had to give up some Myers guys. Was that our we didn't third best pitcher up. last year. Yeah, and I, I, I still love Carlos Gomez. I don't care what anybody says. I'll get rate. I'll get berated for this. <laughs> but it. But overall, it wasn't the best trade. What we uh, gave up to get those guys. It. It just wasn't. But none of those guys are actually doing shit in the minors. VR and Chris Carter are because, you know, we gave them up just completely. Devil magic. 
Uh, Daniel uh, Mengden, the Mengden, the cool, the dude with the hipster mustache for Oakland. Yeah, the the cashmere trade might have hurt more. That's but I'm I'm more upset about the cashmere trade than than the Gomez because you were giving yourself yeah, you hate that a lot. You were giving yourself two chances. You added a starting pitcher and an outfielder in one trade, and they've sort of. I mean, Fires is sort of. Fires has down. been serviceable. He's been like, all right. He has yeah. not been bad. I completely agree. But the Casimir, the Casimir trade hurt Gomez me. Gomez has been Gomez. I mean, it is what it is. The Casimir trade hurt me. It cut me deep. Yeah. So. But but that was going for it. That was a like, I it represented something other than what we had been doing for the last few years. So even though it didn't work out like it was supposed to, and, and Casimir pitched great for a, a long stretch, and, and he kind of imploded there towards when we needed him to. But it represented us like, all right, let's go do this, and that's why it meant something to me. And that's and, what, and, I, that's and what, I think going forward, the thing that's important to think about is, like, yeah, we might trade some people, but we like look. Bregman came out of nowhere last year. Like Bregman wasn't even the hottest prospect in that draft. Um, Correa was not expected as good as he's been. Yeah. Um, no, he was. You, you, no, well, was. no, but no, but when he was drafted. No, that's true. He was drafted. I, I don't know. Well, even like, then, everyone, even everyone then. criticized that draft. Everyone criticized us picking him. Who? What idiot? There was, a lot of there, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, well, there's so many other players and blah, blah, blah. And we're just one for the cheaper player. Remember all that? Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Uh, I don't remember it, but I remember dismissing it like what are you well, talking yeah, about but, but 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 people are dumb um <laughs> i saw a rod a rod a rod and i was like yep but a lot of people were like you know you know like uh, i think every move we make gets criticized you know the brady aiken not non-sign i mean good no i uh, think I, I no cr- thank praise the lord above i criticize the hell whoever out of you whoever you worship your pagan witch god it doesn't matter no, no, I'm guilty. I'm guilty there. I criticized. I I went off on the Astros like I had not gone on the gone off on the Astros. That re, the Brady Aiken thing really pissed me off. The Lord works in mysterious ways. See, I, I'm, I, to me, to, I'm a Jeff Luna fanboy. You cannot understand him a fathom when he does. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a Jeff Luna fanboy, and whatever he does is more or less right. Like. I just try. I think I, I trust the guy. He saved baseball in the in Houston. I 100 percent agree with that. Jeff Luno. Okay, uh, uh, guys, we hang have. On, hang before, on. I, I feel like I need to. Before, I, I need to say something what here. What do you have to do? Uh, say it. So say so it. I know that Luno. Because Nick, you said you hung out with Luno, and and that's cool. Um, <laughs> like I can I flew down when I was interviewing for the current job that I have. Like. I made sure that it coincided, and and we sort of talked about uh, Luno and I sort of talked about like getting together for a game because I knew that he sort of that was kind of his thing for a while, and that dude totally blew me off. So there's always going to be a part of me that be like, look, shithead, I I came down, like flew and and made a concerted effort to come like say hi and like pay my respects and bring you tribute, and and you blew me off. So so look, there's always going to be a part of me that's that's. That's unreasonably critis- critical of Luno, because look, like, in my st- 
my story was a lot simpler than that. Me, Clint, and my brother, we got to, um, one of the social media people who are not there invited us to uh, meet. This is actually a fun story. Um, go down to watch batting practice, and this was Correa's first home game. So yeah. it was the three of us and 50 of Correa's family members all in Car- orange Carlos Correa T-shirts surrounded and we were the three guys in the middle because we were there early and they were taking so we're probably in a carlos correa family photo right now (laughs) sweet Uh and then uh luna got introduced and i talked to him for 10 minutes so that was my big you know brag um but there's also a astros tweet of there's a pic there's a i can send it to you guys there's a picture of me where it's like the astros social media person is taking pictures or instagram of uh Carlos Correa, and then it's just me in the background looking like the biggest creep in the world staring at <laughs> right. Rightfully so. Yeah, um, he's, he's pretty mad. Uh, a lot of attractive guys on that team. Uh, <laughs> there are. There Castro, really are. Castro being the best. It's a conversation me and my friends have had on my bachelor party. Which Astro would you have sex with? Wait, Castro? Uh, I mean, you got the, you got the Stanford no, no, thing I didn't, going. I didn't, pick, I didn't pick Castro. I picked Springer. Oh, but, see, I'd pick Springer too. He's just got the. It's got every. He's got everything. Let's uh, do that. Mar- is a tall drink of water. I'm a, I've I'm met Marisnik. Uh He is. He's, very, boor- he's, boor- he's boring, huh? He's a very nice guy. That's, uh, that's code for boring. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for leaving me out. Uh, no, but. Uh, me out to dry on that one. Um, no, uh, look, I might run into him again. So, um, <laughs> so let's, do the, let's do the KFM for the 25 man roster. All right. <laughs> well, no. Uh, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Wait, who's gonna go first? Somebody, somebody, somebody do it. All right, so you're, I'll, you're picking the the new twenty five man. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first. All right. So all right. wait, wait. I don't really want to. Can we like? I don't really want to kill anybody. Well, let's do DFA FM. I don't even <laughs> want to do that. To somebody like maybe just like get a stern talking to in the locker room. <laughs> like a scream, like a. Does that like totally ruin the game? A quick like, knife. I really love these guys. A quick knife in the arm. Yeah, I mean, like, look, it's weird. Like, I love Gaddis and Rasmus, but it's weird. Like, to probably be like, we're literally moving on from them this week, in theory. Yeah, no, that's true. Hey, Nick. Nick, before we do this, I want to tell you that, like, I had an an undying passion for hating Jason Castro this year in the beginning. In, in oh, April. Wow. That's true. Um, which tell, was, I feel like it was deserved. Tell him the nickname. But I named him Johnny Shit Dick. On <laughs> we were naming, we were giving. What were we doing, James? I think, I think to, if we were, to it, put it was this like in perspective. A, it make it to. I want to make this make sense. If we were gonna like get an alternate, jer- if we were gonna get a jersey right. named right, with, like stitch. Oh, okay, got so. it. Got it. Like fifteen JSD or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were just like, uh, we're just hating. We were just alternate names, and we I was probably just straight hating. And he was god awful at that point. Well, after that, he turned it around, and I'm going to take full credit for his resurgence. You should as a. as a productive major league catcher, I think he. Um, I think he's very proud of this. His Stanford brain heard you, uh, or felt you like hating on him, and was like, "I'm going to turn this around." Now here we go. Well, and it wasn't even hating on him. Like it was like motivation. Like I want him to succeed. Like people, 
had a hard time distinguishing the fact that I am rooting for the Astros. I'm an Astros fan. I don't care who does what. Like, I want you to succeed. But sometimes you need a, a kick in the ass to move forward and take care of business. Yeah. And he needed one. And JSD, old Johnny shit dick, <laughs> came through. And it was spelled all awesome and like Dutch and cool. And it was just really awesome. And I almost bought a jersey. But then again, <laughs> that's been a waste of money. But so he uh, came around. And like even guys like that. like we're, I have my I own story with like that. I, I love this team too. Like, look, remember when uh, remember when Marisnik didn't do shit in September, except for that Arizona series where he went Never. nuts both de- defensively and offensively. He hasn't done shit except for like a three week stretch in the last two years. So yeah, he, no, what, yeah, no, he, and he's been good lately that, too. One of those Arizona series. You remember that Arizona like the last three games of the year? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Marisnik hit a double, and then I tweeted out. Suck that Mariz dick. <laughs> and then I yes. included the at Astros, and they follow me, so I have to be careful when I tag them and it was an accident. <laughs> I know that's a problem that I've run into a couple times, too. There's Immediately, a- they DM'd me. They were like, Nick, would you mind deleting that post? It was very <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, I've never got that. That's yeah, awesome. No, it was like, I it was respect. Like, that, that's it respect was the most like, polite version of that like st- statement, but I felt kind of bad. But it was like, then he went on a tear <laughs> Whoever whoever runs their social media account is one of the coolest people on earth, and I yeah, just I, I and I say this a lot, and it's not pandering. Like I DM back and forth with the guy, and like it's some of the coolest talk, and he rules, and I, it's just awesome. So, props to the Astros for having a great social media department. Like yeah. it's one of the best of of any pro franchise in any sport. Um, funny, relevant. And oh yeah, great. And, and again, not pandering. I'm really not. Like, <laughs> you'll know when I'm pandering because I'm trying to get something. Right. Like I thoroughly enjoy the Astros account. It's hilarious. And if if we're not following the Astros account, then like go play Pokemon Go off. No, no, they're they're way cooler than uh, Astros Twitter. Like so much cooler. Yes. And like to put up with wh- whatever they're getting, they're getting tagged in like all of it. Like, how do you keep your sanity? Yeah, I know. I would, I would tell them to fuck off as much times as possible. No, the, yeah, the fact and, that they're so cool. And you can't. And you can't. You're, like, cursed to not be able to do that. So that's so hard. Yeah. Nick, I'm reading your IMDB page, and Uh-oh. it's literally the best thing that I've ever done. <laughs> I've, like, everything you've been in is fucking amazing, and I don't uh, – I'm not even going to read stuff off. I just wanted to tell you that some of these titles – just make my like mood better. Yeah, I need to get my headshot up there again. I don't know why it came off. Um, it's really a bad headshot. Um, Text. But uh, I wasn't thanks. trying to like shoot you and put you into a tough spot here on the show. I'm hey, just hey. looking at it and like, there's just I'm, uh, what can I give for just a like Juvangelist <laughs> TV series yeah. playing the Grumpy Man. Amazing. Yeah, I'm typecasted. Kill me now. That was a horror. Yep, that was a horror movie. <laughs> yep, that was a. That almost killed me. Uh, and my favorite, Oprah is dead. Video uh, that biker. Is, <laughs> that's the sketch I did. Uh, you know, when I got started in LA, me and Clint, my uh, buddy, and another uh, one of our writing partners, we started sketch group, and 
called Team Tiger Awesome, and that was one of our bigger. Spent way too much money on that sketch, but yeah. So like fish, pun- it, fish punters, the drunk rocketeer, the curse <laughs> of NBA Jam, like every everything on here makes <laughs> me happy, and I just want to say that it's great. Well, thanks, and if and you I can ever- tell that you're making shit that like makes you happy, uh, and or yeah. I hopefully in my head I'm seeing like if he made that he was into it and it was something that he loved. So I. I'm into it. So it's a fun, weird, terrible, hard, awesome, great, fantastic thing that you know I do. Now the wife's an animator; she's more more talented than I've ever been in my life. Um, so now I'm just trying to ride her coattails as much as possible. Um, yeah, TV's a cruel bitch. I'm I'm very <laughs> well aware. I'm trying to get back into it, and it's it's been a while. Look, let's just I, do an Astros post game show because I don't even know if the Astros have one. Dude, what if we just like. If we could just patch in, like use anonymous, and just me and you, just James, you can come too. I guess. Hey, thanks. You're not really T. You're not really TV, but no. I guess you can come along. Wait, can we talk about we talk about one thing real quick. We can talk the about greatest, whatever you want. Like the we're, greatness that is Jeff Blum on commentary. The greatness or or the not greatness. I love Jeff Blum. Do you love Lummer is my. The, I prefer Lummer Ashby. Can you, can you can you can you say why? Because he's eating cheese fries during most of it. The game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just having a great time. I mean, he's not taking this too seriously. Uh, I mean, the radio guys are great too. Ooh, uh, God, that's another thing I disagree with. Uh, no, really. Yeah, no. I I like our commentary teams, but I just prefer Ash and uh, Lummer. You like, prefer Ash? God damn it, Nick! Come I, on, you you had this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, James, am I wrong? Very James, quickly. am I wrong? No. Uh, man, it's hard because I'm in. <laughs> I, I tell I, the truth, James. Tell the truth. Just give it to him straight. He can take it. He's in comedy. He I, understands. He's in television. He knows. Give it to true. him straight. Don't lie. Don't pander. Don't lie. Tell him. I think. Oh gosh. I think Bill Brown is a Listen. legend. Um. Yes, uh, Jim Deshays was a legend. We lost oh, him. Well, Deshays, Deshays was great. Deshays was great. I miss Ashby is a disaster. I miss Deshays. I like Ashby for the Twitter comedy aspect. I'm, I'm uh, Ashby after dark and all that. Yeah, and I or like is that, is, that Mor- is that Moriarty's bit? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it is. I think uh, I like I, I do like Robert Ford on, on the on the occasion that I listen to the radio feed. Um, I think Robert Ford's great. I I do think that Brett Dolan uh, and that other dude that was with him, uh, they didn't get treated so right. But yeah, uh, I uh, I'm not I'm not willing. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of any of the broadcast teams. I'm not willing. Just, I'm not. That's willing. me. No, I'm a yeah. I like I like Ashby as a straight man. I like Blummer, uh, just popping up, talking about heavy metal every once in a while. Yeah, he and, yeah, and he does, and and a lot of his uh, his jokes are lost in translation, which I hate for uh, him. Yeah, because I, I just know how that goes, and it sucks for him because he says some great shit that just goes to dead air. Yeah, uh, no, but I, he I, also I did, did hit a home run against us in the World Series, and I can't forgive that. So well, look, look how many how many people have hit the home runs against us in the World Series? Uh, not very many because we've only been in one. Scott yeah, Pesednik, well, Scott Pesednik, who'd only hit like one home run in his entire career <laughs> before that, he Fuck did. Scott Pesednik, if we can talk about just people that we hate. He's from. He is from like near where I am and where I currently mm. live. And every time I drive through the town where 
Scott Pacific is from, I just give it a middle finger. Like I won't stop. There's I some, believe you really do that. Too. I do. They're like, like my, we were going to Dallas not too long ago and drove through West comma Texas and, and came no, in I know, like, I know West Texas. Yeah. She's like, let's get a Kalachi. And I was like, Oh, I'm not giving this town any of my business, any of the, <laughs> the few dollars that I actually earn. Like I just held up a middle finger and I continued on to Hillsboro where I got some Brahms and that's, that's how that went. So, so yeah, I think, I think part of my Blum, uh, hang up is, is the 05 world series, but he's got to expect that. Like you can't, you can't hit, you can't hit one of the, the home runs, one of the deciding home runs in the world series and the one you've been in and expect to be completely accepted by everybody of the team that you're commentating for. So I'm not willing to go Ashby over Blum, but I'm also not willing to go Blum over Ashby. I don't know. It's a weird. Right, I'm the same. It's a weird place. Well, then yeah. that's why in the away games you get both. Yeah, yeah, that that's just tough altogether. <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like I kind of ruined it. No, you ruined you ruined nothing. I just no. Hey, we had to. Hey, I will call you out. I don't care who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I do care who you are. I love you. You're a beautiful human being. I love that we have Astros fans out in the world. It makes yeah, me happy. Nine of us. It, it nine makes of me us. happy. Like, can we start like a big like? Can we have a a Facebook group or a, a Twitter DM thing that we can all join and like just a power like team that we can take over? We need a closed just, just Facebook an, group. We need to personally invite people. Because I mean, we have we have almost a hundred thousand Twitter followers between us three right here. And it's mostly you, Nick. But yeah, I've got like I've got like six percent of those hundred thousand. But like, I mean, we have we have power. We can have a movement here. We can do this. Just just fix Astros Twitter. Oh, and Nick, I I am good friends with Danny Fernandez, and I meant oh, to fantastic. tell you that. Yeah, she said she did your show, and that you are a wonderful human being. I was oh, kind of I wasn't I wasn't betting you. I was just like, hey, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna reach out to Nick Mundy and. Uh, get him on the podcast and she was just like he's a beautiful human being and she says hello and that i love her as well so i wanted to do that too just that we have mutual friends well look next time in houston you guys can take me to waterburger yes. or nephas well we're planning I, I, we're planning a big live event at a, a new comedy club that's opening here in downtown and there's no details or anything but we should work something out and do oh, kind of a, a live show have a big party have all those idiot ass Astros Twitter come out and pay for drinks and, uh, and, and, and do a show or something. I've been known to drop into Houston and uh, see the family and check out a game or seven. So I, uh, I yeah, can, yeah, we'll, we can we can work all that out. But I'll be you've there. Been fantastic, and you have the open pass. If you ever feel like coming on a show, if you're bored on a Sunday, we record almost every Sunday. Hit one of us, drop a yeah, line, I'll, I'll and you can hop on it at literally any time. I don't care. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring the I'll bring the hot take. I'll be the, I'll uh, be in Houston this like Wednesday night, Thursday night, and that's it. So Thursday night we could we could do something. <laughs> Perfect. Not short term notice. At all. No. I gotta go to the hell that is Comic Con uh, this week, which is the worst thing I could ever think of. But, but but so I, you're not so you're not a fan. I I love how like it's just such a it not a juxtaposition, but it's just a it's just a very I don't have good vocabulary. 
I had one. It's just <laughs> some like, people, you either love it or you hate it. Whatever like, word look, that is for I that. Like nerd it's just shit. a post somehow. I, don't, I like nerd shit. Uh, and I like movies, and I write movies, and, and all that. Like, you know, I can just sit down and watch, like, nine Marvel movies. But I'd rather watch a game. And as far as Comic-Con being in around 50,000 smelly cosplayers, right? Uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare scenario. Uh, but come see me at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go see Nick Monday, and, and if I can Go just hack interview real quick. Will Yo, you go. just do an abridged version of the uh, of the rock marriage story for the people who oh, are, yeah, yes. are not so, familiar? It's just really great, and I would like our listeners to uh, know that story. Yeah, so uh, me and Dwayne have done some bits together. Some, you know, basically uh, I went to visit him during the pain and gain junket, and I made an asshole of myself. I told him how I tried to buy him the... Uh, the uh, like a beer at the Kirby Hooters across from when it was called the Summit, um, <laughs> and we uh, I did this video of screen junkies and I made an asshole of myself and Mark Wahlberg went and punched me in the face, and <laughs> The Rock thought I was like a Make a Wish kid because I was so like <laughs> on the spectrum as both the combination of performance and nervousness, oh, um, and then he saw the video and he realized it was more of like a prank and then I kind of like fooled him and the video came out and it blew up. And the next thing I know, like, he's tweeting at me and we're tweeting back and forth. And then, like, a year later, we do another junket where he calls my high school bully and prom date. And that video blew up. <laughs> and then a year later, me and him, um, Lady and a Tramp to Banana together. Um, yeah, I saw that. Say truth or dare. So my wife at the time, like, we got engaged. And she was like, hey, it would be hilarious if Dwayne, like, surprised married us or walked me down the aisle or something. So she got together with the guys at Screen Junkies and Dwayne Johnson and Warner Brothers and they were like, hey, let's let's fool the, the, the fool. So I thought I was going to another junket where I literally thought I was going to get a tattoo, like BFF tattoo with Dwayne. Of course, <laughs> I would be the only one to get one. And um, instead, I kind of got like six beers because it took forever. Uh, I... I saw Dwayne. He was like, hey, we can't do this interview, but come with me. I want to show you something. I thought it was like going to be like a surprise pizza party because I'm 12 years old. <laughs> and the next thing I know, this was at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons. Oh, not the downtown Four Seasons. And the next thing I know, I saw my writing partners in suits. And I saw my parents and my dad in a suit. And I saw all of Delar's family. And I was like, oh, shit. And then The Rock was like, hey, surprise, you're getting married today. And keep in mind, I'd been wearing an Astros hat. Uh... America pants and kind of drunk and a little sweaty. So I was like, oh shit, I got to get cleaned up. My re- One of my uh, best friends put a jacket on me and The Rock held my hand and walked me down the aisle. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, uh, my wife, Delara, was, my dad was walking her down the aisle and I was like, oh fuck. Um, and we got married and then you, and then there's a video like The Rock marries super or fan or best friend. Uh, and then... <laughs> Uh, that was last May, and then we had another wedding in Laguna in September with friends and family. But the official one, the one that's on the my Dwayne Johnson's on my wedding license. That's unbelievable. It's great, and the video is on YouTube. If you guys want to look it up, it's it's incredible. The uh, only thing it, I could have topped it is a Phil Garner like you know was bartending. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll, we'll throw, throw a Booker, Booker T in there just for some H-Town value. That's right. Yeah, if Mama Nifa was there. <laughs> a little bit of Fat Pat here and there. Yeah, so. remember when Phil Gardner tried to become the manager again in like 2009? Yeah, when playing with me. Yeah, that was sad. Oh, God. Oh, old Phil Garner. Uh, thanks, Astros maybe, maybe, Twitter. Maybe, I'm sorry? Said, thanks, Astros Twitter. You've done this. This, <laughs> this is all your all fault. Of us. We were all good people before this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting out of it. I'm, I'm already out. <laughs> um, but, but I'm, you I'm might sure. not be. So just, oh, after uh, this podcast comes out? It's, yeah. coming, it's coming out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just hit me up if you need to vet anybody, and I'll let you know if they're good or not. All right, cool. Or well, make like, your choices for yourself as a man because I, me, I, I, I've, 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 I've shut down plenty of fan. Uh, I had to deal with Ghostbusters a couple weeks ago, so uh, <laughs> or Ghost Bros. So, yeah. oh, gotcha. holy shit! You just tweeted Mark Wahlberg's in a '90s Astros hat. I did, yeah. Holy shit! Now it's all come full circle. We're all taking over the world, and it's a cool fucking hat. Like we took over the world uh, in um, 1995. Yeah, it's a it's the blue and blue and what silver blue and silver. Yeah, the so what what what, like we're all we're all hat boys, right? Or you know, I'm I'm a hat. I'm a real big hat guy. James is just weird. I I have like two Astros hats that I wear constantly. So now. I, I, I like I said earlier. I have every Astros hat on display except for the 2009 all white hat. So if you yeah, have that, that, that was a piece of shit hat. Yeah, if you have that, I will pay you money for it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's a piece of crap. Like Nick needs that uh, hat. So no, I, get, the, I know. If, I understand what you're saying. It was still a piece of shit hat. Um, yeah. And most of most of those are. What I was gonna ask you when we yeah. before we started recording was that how do you feel about the other team color uh, team hats that like Lids has and shit? I don't like those. I I only get the. Like I'm literally wearing a uh, the home run derby hat right now, which is ugly as hell, but I love it. The, oh, uh, see, I didn't buy that one. I bought the, the I bought the actual game one with the the star I logo have, on the. It's yeah. dope, dude. You got to get it. It's dope. Oh, I have hell. it. No, trust me. I buy. I have the Mother's Day hat. I have the I have I love Father's you. Day hats. I love you so no, much. When I like a hat, I buy two of them. Me too. Because I'm a child, but um. When they got to fit right too, you never know how they're because they stitch them differently. Yeah, seven and seven eighty. You, um, you get it. You get it. You get it. no, I do. Trust me. I um, no, but my my thing is I. What's your favorite uh, generation of uniforms? Um, I'd have to say it's this one. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? It's this one. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. This one. I think it's great. Uh, but I also have an affinity for like the Tequila Sunrise. Oh yeah, totally. totally. So, well, so, no, uh, of course. But uh, it's become cliche now, and it sucks. I hated hated the cursive and pinstripe. Uh, oh yeah, the Drake McLean era. It was. Just, I understand what they were trying to do, and I and I didn't hate it. I hate it now because it wasn't our colors, but. It's not the worst. It's not the worst, and it'll come back, and you'll you'll appreciate it. Like much like the Rockets 
teeth logo. I like that now, and it was uh, an abomination when it you're happened. You're a child. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not a child. No, the, the 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 mud and red uniforms. I don't think are coming back ever, except for a terrible novelty day. Um, no, I I feel like I like the the blue uniform with the tequila stripe sides are pretty great with that orange blue hat. Although they got rid of my favorite combination this year, is because my favorite Astros hat ever is the new age all orange. That's my favorite Astros hat ever. See, yeah, I, I'm totally with that, and and I love the addition of the the Astros uh, BP type alternate jersey with the rainbow stripes down the side instead of the star. I love that. One of my favorite yeah, jerseys. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that yeah, I think that that's great. But I miss the orange. Like, I guess he did them on Saturday home games, like when they had the orange socks and the orange undershirts and the orange hat. It's still the same white jersey, but just. It was all orange. What they do? Did they do a stupid like a orange with a blue bill? They did something dumb this year that I didn't like, and I yeah, don't that remember goes what with it was. The, that goes with the blue jersey. Yeah, on dumb. Sundays. I, I, it's actually a pretty sweet hat, but I miss the all orange hat. It is, but yeah, it needs to be all orange. Um, and I'm big on hats, and I and I didn't get the the spring training with the uh, the new Florida League thing on it. I needed oh, to get that. I, I I dropped the ball on that. Not that I can't find it, but. Well, you guys yeah, we'll talk you. hats here for hours, you motherfuckers. All <laughs> you motherfuckers. Let's get even more marginalized and just do an Astros hat podcast and then cry. I will. I will talk about them all. <laughs> I have a, just a ton of them. I buy. I, I used to buy a new, a new same standard hat every year. Just that was my thing every year. Like when the season's starting, I buy a new Astros hat. Just standard, whatever the hat was. And uh, that's just how it is. So you live your life. But I, I see, live my I, life. I bought a hat at a game I went to a few years ago, and it's all orange. I bought I a hat. Yeah, I bought a hat. But, hey, I'm a teacher, so I don't have, like, the disposable yeah. income that you comedians have. Don't fucking have. use that shit as a crutch anymore. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Hats good. They got expensive. It's like $40 now. Yeah, screw that. I'm not doing no, that. I, I can buy a lot no, of Lone Star hey. with 40 bucks. So... Um, but, but I bought, so I was, we, we, our house, we were painting it and I, I don't know what happened, but I was listening to an Astros game and they won last season. It was against the twins late August and I, something happened and I dropped my favorite Astros hat into a bucket of primer. Um, and I was able to salvage it, but it's become my, my favorite hat because it's all torn to hell and it looks like I've owned it for a long time. So it gives me credibility. So that's that's the Astros hat I wear. No credibility. No, it's it's total credibility. It looks like someone just ejaculated all over it because it's got primer stains. Okay, okay, we can stop there. Um, <laughs> Nick, you got to make it down next time for the game. There's a new. Uh, I don't remember the name of the place. I, I follow the guy, but he has a uh, authentic little mini shop um, in the in the outfield where he sells. Game used jerseys. Oh no! That, very, that guy got me yeah. the 2010 uh, Acosta. That guy got me the 2010 right. Stars and Stripes. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's uh, amazing. But he also like you can buy like a piece of Astrodome turf for very cheap, and like there's he has cool shit there. And just to even go look at it is awesome. Yeah, but no, the team I'm, store is off the hook. I bought I bought this hat that I normally would say is for a rap video. 
but it's <laughs> it's a large, normal, old school logo, like the straight up orange star, white H, but it's got a rainbow bill and rainbow underbill. Okay. No, it's got a blue bill, and then the the underbill is rainbow, and then it's got like a stripe in the middle of the hat that's rainbow, and it doesn't sound awesome, but I put it on, and I was like, yes, it is great. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm gonna I'll, send you, I'll send you a bunch of sexy DMs of me in it. <laughs> I quit listening. <laughs> this is important stuff to people who care about gear and stuff. There was a... Uh, the uh, the Yogi Berra blue uh, Astros cardigan with oh, the yeah, rainbow, I, I, I and it's like I, fucking three hundred dollars. And I there is I've been five or six times where I had it in my hand and couldn't yeah. pull the trigger on that, but I need that thing. No, I think it's I, also ninety eight degrees outside, and not it's not even the band. Yeah, you, well, the problem <laughs> with use it is you can wear it for six days and then it gets. Did but you appreciate can't. that, James? Do what? My callback. The, oh yeah, you can wear. Hey, you, James, you can wear that sweater to class. No, I totally would. My my classroom is freaking cold, so I'd totally wear it. Yeah, he's an he's an AP history teacher now. He's he's very important. I got promoted. I'm one, way more important than us. Yeah, way more important. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Disagree. All right, guys, we've done the longest episode in history. Oh wow, of shit. Time podcast. Yeah, this is amazing. Well, thank you guys for having me. This is Nick. Been... You seriously have the open door policy. You can come on anytime you want to just talk shit. Yeah, bring on the hot takes. Uh, yeah, hot takes all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, message, me- text or message at like seven fifty central, and be like, "I'm coming on." We're like, "All right, cool." All so, right, cool. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty much what he does. He'll text me like, "This is what I've got for the week," and we both just. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what I have, and then we just talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, we're, it it kind of ruins the secrets of our podcast because sometimes it sounds really professional and good, and, <laughs> and, and, and then there's zero times like today. zero to no work into it, and yeah. uh, it just, works out. We just but, yell. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on, man. We were so yeah. stoked when uh, oh, thank you guys so when we heard you were going to do it. Yeah. No, this has been fantastic. Um. And you guys are gentlemen, and uh, let's do it. Maybe I'll uh, get my masturbating bear on the show one day. Clint, we'll, we'll, we'll just do a five-way. Yeah, five we way. can do a whole group thing. That'd be amazing. That'd actually, yeah, that'll, that'd be, be, that'd be, that'd be seven hours long. It'd be an orgy. I'm into it. An orgy of Astros Well, we made an agreement before you were coming on. We're like, we're going to go as long as Nick wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no way is that sexual. Oh, or is it? I don't know. It may be sexual. It may be. I don't know. But... We made that agreement, and we well, did thank it. Thank you so much, friends. This has been great. Astro's Twitter, you go fuck yourselves. <laughs> uh, Carter's uh, Twitter, you can you. fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> and if you want to yell at me on talk about why Jeff Blum isn't awesome and you're wrong, you can find me at Dick Fundy on Twitter. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Go, Do it. Go at him. Go at all of us. Everyone's terrible. Nobody is redeemable. <laughs> and screw, right. the, screw the Rangers. Yep. Oh, go fuck the oh Rangers. Triple fuck your, fuck yourself. You live Diana in a fire. You pieces of shit. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate, and that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. Okay. It's 
like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole. <laughs> <laughs> 